Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. Hey, real quick before we get started, I think we do need to make a public service announcement. Oh. This coming Sunday is Mother's Day. If you're listening to this on Friday, May 12th, year of the Lord 2023, this Sunday is Mother's Day. Yeah. So get the flowers, get the cards, do the things, because we Thank want everyone you. to have a great Mother's Day. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I needed that PSA. <laughs> and since we, we try to help, we try to we, help. Since we actually try to record these ahead of time, I will probably need you to remember this when it's actually May 12th for you and me. <laughs> just just make sure to ask me. Ask, ask one more time. <laughs> ask me, yeah. Did you, did you do that? All right. It's Friday. That means in addition to Mother's Day coming, well, the Lord's Day. And that's really what's important about this Sunday, not to juke you on that. But what that means is we're going to be worshiping God together with our brothers and sisters on Livingston Avenue. So I just want everybody who listens, if you're in Tampa, we'd love to see you. Mm-hmm, Go mm-hmm. over to our website, christiansmeethere.org, and you can get times and temp- no, not time and temperature, you get times and location. Hey, let me tell you the temperature. <laughs> It'll be warm. It'll be hot. <laughs> it's going to be hot. Anyway, we're in Psalm 89, and uh, because it's the third longest psalm, let's not wait any farther. Let's just read it. I'm going to read from the New American Standard 95, a mascal of Ethan the Ezraite. I will sing of the loving kindness of the Lord forever. To all generations, I will make known your faithfulness with my mouth. For I have said, loving kindness will be built up forever. In the heavens, you will establish your faithfulness. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to David, my servant, I will establish your seed forever and build up your throne to all generations. The heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies is comparable to the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty is like the Lord, a God greatly feared in the council of the holy ones and awesome above all those who are around him. O Lord God of hosts, who is like you? O mighty Lord, your faithfulness also surrounds you. You rule the swelling of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You yourself crushed Rahab like one who is slain. You scattered your enemies with your mighty hand. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours, the world and all it contains. You have founded them, the north and the south. You have created them. Tabor and Hermon shout for joy at your name. You have a strong arm. Your hand is mighty. Your right hand is exalted. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving kindness and truth go before you. How blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. O Lord, they walk in the light of your countenance. In your name they rejoice all the day, and by your righteousness they are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength, and by your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, and our King to the Holy One of Israel. Once you spoke in vision to your godly ones and said, I have given help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil I have anointed him. With whom my hand will be established, my arm also will strengthen him. The enemy will not deceive him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. But I shall crush his adversaries before him and strike those who hate him. My faithfulness and my loving kindness will be with him, and my name his horn will be exalted. I shall also set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He'll cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I also shall make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My loving kindness I will keep for him forever, and my covenant shall be confirmed to him. 
So I will establish his descendants forever and his throne as the days of heaven. If his sons forsake my law and do not walk in my judgments, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I'll punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not break off my loving kindness from him, nor deal falsely in my faithfulness. My covenant I will not violate, nor will I alter the utterance of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His descendants shall endure forever in his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, and the witness in the sky is faithful. But you have cast off and rejected. You have been full of wrath against your anointed. You have spurned the covenant of your servant. You have profaned his crown in the dust. You have broken down all his walls. You have brought his strongholds to ruin. All who pass along the way plunder him. He has become a reproach to his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his adversaries. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You also turned back the edge of his sword and have not made him stand in battle. You have made his splendor to cease and cast his throne to the ground. You have shortened the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? Will your wrath burn like fire? Remember what my span of life is. For what vanity you have created all the sons of men. What man can live and not see death? Can he deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Where are your former loving kindnesses, O Lord, which you swore to David in your faithfulness? Remember, O Lord, the reproach of your servants, how I bear in my bosom the reproach of all the many peoples with which your enemies have reproached, O Lord, with which they have reproached the footsteps of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Blessed be the Lord forever. I, okay, did you, in this one, different from uh, so many of the others, it seems to me, that this, once we get the shift into verse 38, the uh-huh. New American Standard, they have this, you have, you have, you have, you have. I don't think the others have translated it quite that, quite that intensely. <laughs> you have done this, you have done this, you have well, done this, you have done this. The New King James did. Did it? Okay. I may, I may, I may, uh, may not have put the the right, uh, you know, emphasize on the right syllable, but uh, when I was what? reading it, but yeah, it, it is. It's uh, what's that called? Imperative? Yeah. Well, it's well, it's or just in. Well, there's a word for that. Well, you know what? I'm actually looking back at the ESV, and I guess it's just the the format. The way my ESV here was formatted versus the way the New American Standard just it, it really highlighted it to me. Mm-hmm. I just it, but you're right. It's mm-hmm. it's like that in the ESV too. I just looked back at it. Yeah. So boy, but you again, have. that's like, that's yeah. like Psalm 88. One of our struggles with Psalm 88 yes. was, the, was the pushback against God. God, you've done this. These things yes. are things you have done. Now I will say Friday, and we're looking for Jesus in the Psalm. It's a little easier on this one because you have mention of David over and over again. Not only that, but the covenant promise yeah. about his seed and, and the anointed and the anointed. I mean, which this is Christ. Christ. Yeah, yeah, it's ultimately about Christ. So Jesus is all over this one. Yes, I guess in, in that respect, I see those verses in light of particularly his suffering and sure. the cross. That was not an accident. That's not when God lost power, but this was actually his foreordained and determined plan uh, that Christ should suffer. To me, so I'll throw this out. Tell me what you think. To me, clearly this psalm is anchored in the record of God's covenant with David, his agreement, yeah. his pact with David. Yeah, that's what, that, that the we altar can, translation. Yeah, that pact. we can read about in 2 Samuel 7 and 1 Chronicles 17. Mm-hmm. There's some verbal overlap. But one of the things I notice is that everything, he doesn't quote it, and it doesn't just mirror it. What he does is he magnifies and intensifies. If you read those verses, 2 Samuel 7, verse 8 through 17, and 1 Chronicles 17, verse 7 through 15, and then you come and read the psalm, it's like the psalm takes everything that was said 
in God's agreement with mm-hmm. David and intensifies it, okay. magnifies it, builds it up. So first of all, just by calling it a covenant, mm-hmm. because actually in first or second Samuel and first Chronicles, he doesn't call it a covenant. Hmm. He just says, here's the things I'm going to do. He doesn't say I'm making a covenant with you. Uh, you know, they don't do the little, let's sacrifice like something. Yeah. You know, it's not like, but, no, you're right. But here in the Psalm, it's, it's, it's a called, covenant. It's called a covenant. It's every bit as much a covenant. Um, we recognize the fact that uh, he says in the, in the promise back in Samuel and Chronicles, he talks about his son. Right. But in the promise, it actually really only ever mentions a son. Now it does say the throne will be forever, but it's really just him and his son. But this psalm makes it clear the throne is going to be for all generations. We're not just yeah. dealing with David and a son. We're dealing with right. a dynasty, yeah. a legacy that is going to be a part of this. Again, he 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 keeps building up. It's intensifying mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. magnifying. Yeah. And one of the things that I also see as intensifying and magnifying is the fact that in the psalm, or excuse me, in the historical record, God just says, okay, I'm going to raise up your son. I'll be to him a father. He'll be to me a son. But man, in this psalm, there's this just amazing declaration in verse 26. He shall cry to me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Mm -hmm. Here's this amazing cry from the anointed one. It's not just, I'll be to him a father, he'll be to me a son. It's he is going to cry. He's going to declare, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation, intensified. Going right along then with verse 27, also, I will make him my firstborn, mm. the highest of the kings of the earth. And Christ is this firstborn. Yes. The preeminent one. Yes. King of kings, Lord of lords. Talking about intensification, back in the historical record, it says that he's going to make David's name great. Mm-hmm. His name is going to be among the great names. But here it's intensified. He's going to be the firstborn among mm-hmm. all the kings. He's going to be higher than all the kings. Yeah, yeah. Let me go back to that father statement, though. Here's something fascinating. I did a quick search. Okay, granted, I might this, this might not be exactly spot on because I didn't do just like intense research on this. But I looked up in the Old Testament how often God is called father other than this passage. Oh. Four times. Really? Four times. Wow. Isaiah 63, 16, 64, 8, Jeremiah 3, 19, Malachi 2, 10. So Isaiah, Jeremiah, Malachi, and this psalm. Yeah. Now, in Isaiah 9, 6, Messiah is said will be called Father. Okay. Uh So if we want to count that one, that's five, because, of course, Messiah is God. But... uh, you know, for us, Father is just the the name, and you yeah. know why Father is just what we call God? Because that's the way the Lord taught us to speak and pray in the Sermon on the Mount? Well, yeah. That's why Jesus called him Father? Yeah. In Matthew, uh-huh. he says that God is his Father 19 times. Just in the Gospel of Matthew? <laughs> just in the Gospel of Matthew. Wow. And we have, according to Luke, he cries out on the cross, Father, into your hands I commit mm-hmm. my spirit. Mm-hmm. The reality is, here we have in this psalm, this is what the anointed one is going to do. He's going to yeah. cry out, my father. And uh, let me tell you when that happened. <laughs> well, and what a, what a powerful thing that is to think. And so then the people who follow Christ, they speak to God in that way. Yeah, and because that's God how Jesus that did it. Because that's how Jesus did it. But before Christ... Not so much. No. Not very often. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And th- the other thing here is, okay, it's okay. Here's the here's the broken record coming again. You remember, almost, so many of the Psalms take us all the way back to the very beginning of the Psalms. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happens in this psalm. This this psalm 
about David and his anointed actually takes us all the way back to the first two Psalms. Mm -hmm. So remember Psalm number one, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners nor sit in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord Mm -hmm. uh, and meditates on his law day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the waters, fruit, Mm -hmm. prosperity. Here in Psalm 89 verse 15, blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exult in your name all the day, and in your righteousness are exalted, for you are the glory of their strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted, for our shield belongs to the Lord, our King, to the Holy One of Israel. Wow. So here's this parallel. a lot of that language. Yeah, back to Psalm Mm -hmm. 1. Who's the one that's blessed? So in Psalm 1, it's, well, it's not the guy who walks in the counsel of the ungodly, but here it is the guy who walks in the light of the Lord's face. Yeah. And who does it all day long. Yeah. And God will exult and God will protect and God will shield. Yeah. All right. Then we recognize this cry, he shall cry to me, you are my father, my God, the rock of my salvation. I want to suggest this is actually the response to Psalm 2. Because you remember in Psalm 2, what God says about his anointed, his king that he has set on my holy hill, I have said unto you, you are my son, this day I have begotten you. And then he goes on and talks about ruling and judging. Yes, yes. And now here, all the way in Psalm 89, we have the son responding back. You are my father, my God, the Mm. rock of my salvation. This is supposed to take us back to that. This is the anointed. This is the Christ. That's exactly what we're seeing here. The father and the son. Yeah. We've been talking a lot this week about the, the problem of evil and suffering and, you know, to maybe bring a thought to that. But one of the unique things that Christianity has that Jesus did is that he suffered too. And we've talked about when bad things happen, it's not because God lacks strength or lacks holiness or lacks love, but these bad things happen. Jesus Christ never sinned. He never did anything wrong. And yet he suffered terrible at the hands of the wicked. He was afflicted. And so when I'm hurting, when I'm experiencing evil, when I don't understand, at least I know that I have a high priest who understands me and understands my plight, was tempted in all points as are we, and yet without sin, and a faithful high priest who who, who was tempted and, and who understands mm-hmm. so that he can give aid to us. Yeah, and we see him going through it. Yeah. I, there's one more thing that I just, you know, I've, I'm going to go over a little bit here, but let's just one more thing. Back when we read Psalm 88, we recognized that Jesus really was the answer to so many of the questions in Psalm 88. Yes, yes. I think we've got the same thing here. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be Jesus. Jesus. Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? Uh, That's in Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, and then as we continue to the very end, who was it that was actually mocked and bore the insults of the nations? That's Jesus. Jesus. Look, God is strong enough, he's holy enough, and he's loving enough. And the answer to all of this is actually found in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, if it's not found in Jesus, then everyone who's still waiting, I mean, they're still waiting because there's no answer to this. Mm. But Jesus is the answer to this. Yeah, amen. And I think that's a powerful thing for us to recognize. Why don't you go ahead and take us out in prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today, for the time to open up your word and to read this Psalm 89 again. Father, to glean from it uh, the wonderful teachings and, and echoes and prophecies about the descendant of David, the seed, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Father, he, he did it all, and he did it all right we thank you, Father, that he is the answer to the great questions, and certainly 
our hope for the future tomorrow. We pray that we might cling to you, to call you our Father through Christ. What a precious privilege it is and to know that you see us as sons and daughters in Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the gospel that makes all that possible. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.